0: Hi guys, I am Prakshal and welcome to the NOW podcast. Today, we have Abhinav Aggarwal. Abhinav is the founder director of Anath Foundation. He is on a mission to empower folk music through technology. Abhinav has been featured in Forbes 30 under 30 class of 2019. In this episode, we talked about his mission, some interesting stories from his journey and a lot more. Let's dive into it. Thank you Abhinav for being on the podcast. Alright. You have a tagline called "A simple website, a few music videos, and a few copyrights can do wonders." What wonders you are trying to create?
1: Yeah, uh, when I was in school, say like tenth class, I had a band called Explosion, and the spelling started with the X, not not (laughs) E. Okay, you can imagine. Okay, so. we used to do lots of covers and even like uh, make our own compositions but we were only limited to a live space or like in a co- in a school or college okay uh music video at that time of uh, t- time like it was a very important uh, thing especially when uh, these things were coming our channel V Launchpad pad and uh, MTV rock on and all mm-hmm. these stuffs so, uh, and that was the era of like pop music. Okay, so music video was a big deal. It was not about earning something or like that, but it was like your identity that, okay, I have a music video, then I am a musician. Okay, mm. So I grew up in that phase and I really believed that these things can have your identity. And since the world is getting digitized, we are moving from a phase of analog to digital. Having your digital identity is something you need to survive on this planet
0: so you're trying to create a digital identity for those who may be not able to do it by themselves right
1: yeah 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 see uh, the main challenge is that of course uh, technology is increasing day by day okay we have these wonderful microphones and it's uh, getting recorded in different channels okay and but the problem is that these microphones this one microphone costs like seventy thousand. And you can imagine the pair and ho- how much the entire recording stuff costs. And um, whenever we have to go to a studio and do a simple recording, it costs around a thousand bucks per hour. Nobody has so much of money. Like mm. even when I was in school, I, I'm, I come from a very urban background. Okay, mm. my I come from a, a like a mid uh, budget family my parents were earning well both my parents were earning and still I couldn't afford to record a single song in a studio because mm. recording a single song Like I remember recording our first composition in a studio. It costed us uh, around 10,000 rupees oh, Okay, that's only the recording aspect of the thing after yeah. the recording there comes the mixing and then the mastering so the one song sum up to around 20,000 Okay, Mm. nobody has so much of money to like go and record. So of course the technology is increasing, but the affordability of this technology is decreasing. So that's the challenge that we are catering to.
0: So how did exactly the seed of Anahad Foundation sprouted? Like how did it all started? See... uh, When did you started?
1: I started when I was in third year of my architecture Uh, studies. Which year? It, It was in 2013.
0: Okay, so it's been like six years, right?
1: Yeah, it's been six years. Uh, of course, I incorporated the company in 2013, but the mission started way back. Like, yeah, I'll uh,
0: talk about the mission.
1: <laughs> so uh, like it comes to when uh, I started learning music. See, I come from a very folk background. Mm. Uh, I belong to Bulandshahr. It's a small town in UP, UP West. Yes. Okay. And uh, in Bulandshahr, we used to invite the rains, the peacocks, mm. the mangoes by singing folks. And uh, the folks of area like a uh, very famous like Chati, Kajri, Hori. Okay, so this was a community in which I grew in. For me, the meaning of folks was the happiness, and it was about uh, welcoming nature. It was at a close connection with the nature. So there are different ways in which you can learn classical music. So I started learning classical when I was age of four. Uh, they were, used to uh, come and add on uh, television. Vahataj, where yeah, zakir yeah, used yeah. to play tabla so i was quite fascinated with that ad and i asked my mother that i i want to learn this, this thing. thing i, I, this I thing. want to learn this it so cool right? so, this girl, so my mother told her that this is called tabla so I'm like okay so she arranged a tabla a teacher for me okay and and after that, like, I also started learning vocals. So there are different ways in which you can learn classical music. For example, if I am in South India, I'll learn classical through bhajans. Hmm. If I am in, like, Central India, I'll learn it through dhrupad. And if I am in, like, Lucknow or all these regions, I'll uh, learn it to cho- chota khyal bada khyals, hmm. Okay. But I learned, uh, like, this classical music through folk music. Oh. okay so uh, classical music is nothing it's, it's not a genre it's just a discipline you can blend any song into that discipline mm-hmm. so i learned classical through folk music mm-hmm. and uh, i remember that all my teachers and even my co-mates they had a dream that some someday someone will come and record them mm-hmm. it was not because um, they wanted to earn a living out of that thing it was because recording was so cool that uh, mm. people will even remember you after uh, like you have left or mm. like your recording is something that uh, it gets imprinted. Like up Amar Hoge, something like <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, so that was the entire ideology. But uh, even my guru, Doctor Kusum Singh, she was such a wonderful, uh, legendary vocalist, but nobody came and record her. Mm. Okay, and. Uh, The thing happened uh, is that uh, for the pop music, because it's in popular culture, uh, there is uh, money which is coming in, but there's no one to come and record the classical and the folk stuff because uh, there is no play of royalties and all these stuffs. Mm -hmm. okay? So it's a big challenge that these record companies are really coming and recording. So it was a dream for my teachers and for my co-mates that somebody will come and record them. And uh, of course, uh, they didn't have so much of money to go by themselves and invest in their thing. So I grew up with this ideology that someday I'll have a fantastic studio and I'll start calling up these artists and I'll record for free. So this was the entire uh, like uh, ideology of Anhad, and I started learning sound designing and sound designing like was my primary thing.
0: Money for like what you are doing, you are making websites. You must have made so many websites. Yes, so so, uh, so I'll I'll do like... (laughs) Is it happening or it's it's still in the
1: earliest... It's happening and it's happening uh, at a pace that I I never imagined. See, I'll give you my first document. I'll give you an example. The first documentation of my life when I designed this backpack studio, I googled that uh, the most rare Rajasthani folk music and I came across a Sindhi Sarangi uh, player. Okay. Uh, he was everywhere on google but his name was not there and he used to sing uh, a song called moomal okay so uh, and uh, he was sitting on jesselmer fort and used to play over them people used to give some money mm. okay so technically he was bagging with like playing mm. music so i thought that this is the person that i have to record first i i took my backpack i made an announcement on facebook that i'm going to jesselmer for a week uh, if some photographer videographers would like to volunteer just come with me i'll take care of your entire travel food everything okay uh, so lots of people uh, uh, like responded yeah. okay and we formed a team of seven people we went over there dapu khan and uh, we asked dapu khan that can we do a recording for you like he refused he was like give me 50 bucks and go, 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 go. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, after a while we were able to convince him so that guy was coming from Barmer to Jaisalmer every day, three hours. Oh. used to play over there and get and gets and like... Uh, used to earn, earn around like 150 or 200 bucks. So we went to his village, we set up the entire setup over there. Okay. And uh, we recorded two music videos for him. Okay. At that point of time, I didn't have the idea about website. Mm-hmm. So I just told Dapu Khan that I'll give us 15 days, we'll come back to you and we'll give you these recordings. So after coming back uh, to Delhi, uh, we post produced these music videos and we thought that even if we upload these music videos this person won't have a name so mm-hmm. let's create a name mm-hmm. for this guy and i i had some basic coding skills and on the wordpress i created a website www.dapukhan.com mm-hmm. and i uploaded both the music uh, videos over here uh, i created business cards for him and some cds uh, went over to his house with a wooden box with everything inside and uh, gave that box to Dapukan and told him, whoever is giving you fifty bucks next time, just give, give him card. your business card. And whoever giving uh, is giving you like hundred bucks, give him your CD. Okay. okay. So first of all, all the CDs were sold in a day. Okay. <laughs> he was really happy and a lot more. And I uh, hooked him up with a like a local manufacturer of uh, nice. over there who could like print the CDs in like fifteen bucks. Okay. So margin was really a lot. Of course, nobody is uh, really playing the cds but they are taking these cds as a like a token, uh, token something yeah. like that uh so what happened after the recording when we came back we saw a big thing on the newspaper that the legendary manganiyar is dead with the photo shoot of the tapu khan that we had done that this guy is dead the same day this uh after a week okay thing and it was like so depressing for us that we had done so much and this guy <laughs> is no more and uh we called uh we called him up the phone number that we had nobody was picking up like the call was not reaching okay and this thing happened for like we tried for 2 3 months to reach out to his family like but we couldn't connect the call yeah so uh, after 3 months we like we thought that okay let's document some <laughs> other musicians and we went uh, again went with a backpack studio to jaisalmer after 3 months and uh while we were going on the way we met his son okay and uh, his son uh, he was of our age he f- uh, fell down on my feet and he started crying and uh, I thought he how to like I'm really not good in in tra- like in tragic situations to really like console uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I usually like keep my hands away <laughs> so but I uh, consoled him that don't worry uh, everything will be fine. And he said, no, no, bhaiya, whatever you did was magic. It did miracle for me. I said, what? Like, Dapuji is alive? Said, yeah, 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 he's alive. Uh, said, but in the newspaper, it was like no said ki no, no, they just got uh, a random photo of the Manganiars. they put oh. over there. He's not dead some other person is there. So I asked him why his phone is not reachable said, The cards that you created for him uh, through that he got a show in Germany he, go, he he was in germany for over a month and uh-huh. then he got two weddings 40000 and 60000 because of the all these business cards that you created and uh, it's so cool and i was like <laughs> holy
0: <laughs>
1: so that was our first impact assessment and the same story it's happening with every other musician over there uh, the other they got a like a two-month show in Seattle, other, somebody is getting a show in Dubai. Uh, the other musicians, they are getting a direct entry in like India's Got Talent and mm-hmm. like all, all these uh, shows. Platforms, okay. yeah. So, uh, this is happening and I never imagined and let me tell you one more impact assessment. If you might have seen the recording of Dapu Khan, it's so raw in nature. That recording, in a period of three months, it touched a million views on YouTube a million views. Can you anticipate that market? And honestly telling you, like, I can tell you that thing on the camera. I am not a big fan of folk music. See, I am not a folk music (laughs) guy. I am a hardcore alternate music lover. Like, I am a hardcore rock guy. Okay. I am... Preserving folk music. I am working for the folk music because I am a folk music musician myself, but I am not like an alternative rock musician. Okay, so I don't listen to that music a lot and I never honestly, I never thought that this is a huge market and and people will really listen to this kind of music. Mm. The thing is that a new market was discovered. According to a Google Analytics, 99% of the views are coming locally from those regions. Mm. All the comments are in Marwadi. Okay, and nobody has ever touched that market. So uh, I started with this hypothesis that can recordings, can technology really empower these folk musicians? And we discovered a new market. So it was our first proof of concept.
0: You have recently been mentioned uh, in Forbes 30 Under 30 Asia. Congratulations, first of Thanks, all. Nice. So I want to know how was that moment? It's a big deal to get into Forbes, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, the fun fun aspect was that normally, like, uh, somebody has to nominate you uh, for the Forbes thing.
0: Or you nominate yourself.
1: Or you nominate yourself. There's a form that Mm. comes up. The fun aspect was that nobody nominated me. And I didn't nominate myself. So uh, it was in uh, January, Uh, I just got a mail from the uh, senior curator of the Forbes list from Hong Kong. Uh, that we have nominated for this list. <laughs> now, uh, would you like to be a part uh, of the competition I had? Uh, if you want, just fill up this form with some of your more details. So that was the cool aspect. And uh, the it was not the Forbes thing that excited me. It was the thing that these recordings are reaching till Hong Kong.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that was something that really intrigued me. So, yeah, after like... Uh, in April in like second April we got a mail that you have been featured in the Forbes list so that was quite cool that was qu- uh, quite uh, yeah. cool because um, you can say it was the first award in the social space for me mm. and uh, normally like people get so many awards prior to that thing but you're this was the first thing got this would directly mom. got into Forbes yeah. so that was first of all so unreal like uh, I called up my uh, mother 4 a.m. in the morning and she didn't believe she said ki, oh, no no don't no, lie. no don't, don't, <laughs> lie, don't lie and then i sent her the link then then she uh, believed okay so th- that was quite unreal and uh the thing is i didn't realize the impact at that point of time i didn't realize big. It, it was big the uh change started like uh, i started feeling the change after a week after a two week when everybody was uh like, inviting me to the conferences, giving me a chance to speak. Now, the pretentious listener has invited me to a <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yes, so I got uh,
0: your name I, from the Forbes list. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: I'm still in that phase. I'm still mm, It will go on. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, how do you take these about, like, are they checkpoints or you are just a reminder that you're on the right path?
1: Yeah, uh, these are not the checkpoints. It's a reminder that uh, I'm on the right path. See, uh, the journey that I'm following um it's n- not a defined journey okay hmm. for example if i have been a architect or a doctor then i would have at some defined checkpoints yes but the journey that i am following doesn't have checkpoints but these awards uh they tell you that you are going in the right direction hmm. often when you get depressed you question yourself that why i'm doing this thing yes okay um you won't believe that most of the time when you go for a recording you fix up a meeting with these folk musicians for recording and these musicians they don't turn up and, and you feel frustrated that i am coming there to help them and they are not coming forward so often you feel frustrated and uh, you question yourself that whether or not i am on the right track or not and awards like this they are like a verification that okay whatever you you are doing just keep on going on that path it's it's a it's something that can really uh be you can be a role model for others and you can define this path and you can pave way for others yeah
0: Mm. so what is the advice you have for the people who are just starting out uh
1: i think it's it's just one thing grit. whatever you are starting just keep on doing that thing okay it can be the silliest thing it can be the silliest thing of your life. Don't start that thing with the objective that how I will get earned. Okay. If you like something, just follow that thing with a grit. Uh, uh, like in meanwhile, that thing will become big and people will start. You will develop a brand over that thing. You will have a social impact of that thing and people will put up money. You will mm-hmm. you will have a, like a earning out of that thing. I started getting my first salary. Uh, last year from November okay and uh, as soon I got my first salary I proposed my girlfriend she who is a co-director that let's get married okay <laughs> we got married in December we have like a full-time defined salary from Anna it's not much but uh, it's taking care of everything okay so uh, I'll say great just keep on doing that thing
0: <laughs> okay yeah so yeah. we'll move to the last question yeah. how do you define success and failures
1: Mm, i don't i i don't believe in like success or failures okay uh, even if you'll go by the definition of success or failures you will see that i've been like 70 80% my life has been failures but 20% uh, has been these awards like forbes and all these things you can qualify them as success so uh, i don't think that there is uh, anything as success or failures the human society has defined a lot, lot of metrics to sustain in the society, mm-hmm. to uh, really prove your excel, okay. The failures that I had in Anhar, were the biz- biggest successes for me, like the failure of uh, like that studio in Vihar not working was the biggest success for me. Some people call it as a failure but I see that thing as success. If that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have designed this backpack studio thing. So I think that success and failures are, instead of being two in, uh, independent metrics, these are two sides of the same coin, okay? It's a perspective how you look at that thing.
0: Wow, that was yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Abhinav. For Thanks a the lot. <laughs>